3D6 Down the Line. Hey everyone, welcome to 3D6 Down the Line, the most criminally underwatched actual play series on the internet. We are continuing on with episode 58 of our Halls of Ardenvul Mega Dungeon Crawl by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Necrotic Gnome. My name is John. I am the referee for the evening going around the horn. We would normally have Mike, but he is dead to us tonight. But following around, we have... Hi, I'm David, and I'm playing uh, Mizophase, the magic user, level one. Hi, Matt. I play Avaricios, the left hand of Lysion, a level six cleric. Hi, everybody. I'm Ted. Tonight, I will be reprising my role as Mortus J. Gabliano, putting the criminal in criminally underwatched. <laughs> nice. In addition, we also have Yost, uh, Yost with the most as Mort's retainer. And we have the wonderful and beauteous Elizabeth, who is Avaricios's druid retainer as well. So... Um, couple of notes right off the top of the bat. We forgot to mark the fact, because it's always a big deal with the AV Club, that it's actually in the next day. So it's the 4th of Jelenios. <laughs> Gods be praised. Um, looking at the calendar, uh, it's amazing to, for me to see that the split party, it split and reunited all within the same day. That all occurred on the 3rd of Jelenios. <laughs> so That's how, you do it. That's how you would venture. I also I also wanted to mention too. Speaking of that, that that calendar is free for anybody who is a member of our Discord server, which is free mm -hmm. to join, mm -hmm. to just go and check out. If you go to the resources channel in our Discord server, there's a link to go to our publicly available calendar. It's really fun because you can go and you can actually see how each episode breaks down and what happened during each episode and on which day it occurred. Um, in addition, I forgot that I had actually set up the actual sort of um, climate zone that I determined that Ardenvul is actually in, which allows you to actually allows the calendar to generate random uh, weather for the day. That's based upon that typical climate zone. So um, last session, I remember that someone was asking me what the moon phase was. I think it was Mike actually. Um, and uh, I actually had that info and I have like exactly how much cloud cover and all that stuff is. So um, it is 1220 in the morning of uh, the 4th of Jelenios. It is approximately 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, there's a gentle breeze coming out of the Southwest and there's only a few clouds. So we basically ran it the correct way, um, in that there is a lot of available, um, uh, uh, starlight and moonlight to actually guide by. And it is a first, the moon is a first quarter fading. So there, there, there you go. <laughs> All the detail you could possibly want. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So pretty cool. And, uh, we are picking up with the AV club. In its current formation, they are in the middle of a conversation with possibly the most powerful creature, at least on the surface, the one and only ancient green dragon known as Krostanisterex, uh, lovingly known uh, shorthand as Kraz. They are currently, uh, let's switch over to Miro real quick. They are actually at the uh, bridge, that the, the, the actual bridge that crosses over to the ancient uh, ruins of the Donjon. Um, and they are in uh, shattered ruins that are near that bridge. Uh, and we didn't actually detail the fact that they were at that bridge, but I decided to kind of put them there because that's about how far they got when the dragon decided to drop down in front of them. Uh, this bridge is um, slender and it's uh, wholly intact. It, it goes only to the island where the donjon is. It's about uh, eight feet wide with a one foot uh, parapet. So it's very slender. Um, their goal before the dragon dropped down was to get to the shatter bridge and cross over. Um, but, uh, they'd have been waylaid by the dragon. So 
let's see, um, the window of opportunity you have until the wine dark cohort arrives at the gladiatorial school to unearth the vault treasure and bring it up to the surface right now is approximately eight hours and 40 minutes. Mm. That's your time, um, to do whatever you want to do, uh, before that treasure is uh, basically gone. Now, uh, uh, one thing that I wanted to uh, make clear to the audience and with you guys is something that I completely forgot to um, to mention last time is the fate of Lyta. We need to figure out what happened to Lyta. Uh, so when she was with C-Team, which was the last team to go underground. Mm-hmm. Now, before they went underground, uh, you were uh, you were on your way to the Broken Head but you never got there, right? Like uh, you, you had that decision point whether, whether you were going to go there or go back down and you decided to go back down in order to rejoin. Um, I told the guys offline that Lyda would be very, very reluctant to ever go back underground ever again once she saw sunlight, right? This is uh, fair. Yeah. Um, she is also, though, her mind is basically gone, right? Yeah. Um, but there are certain things, as you found out from the long stare, that she just will not do. Like sure. she will not do. It does not matter. And this is... Probably not long stare uh, level of will not do, but it's it's very very strong that she um, she will fight tooth and nail to not go back down. So I just need to know for the sake of um, of her well being and what happens to her, like what what do you do with Lyta before uh, we have to go back in time? What do you do with Lyta before Team C goes back out, down underground? Just a real quick thing before we get to Lyta, I want to say two things. One, I love that you're doing the weather; it's incredibly evocative. It's perfect. For a, for a nerd like me, I'm here. I'm there. Two, uh, many will say uh, uh, that there's no right way to play a D&D, but uh, I think they're obviously wrong because our way is the only way. So uh, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Lida, Matt, why don't you lead? Um, okay, so one of the things that I think we would like to do for Lida, I mean, you know, we've we've cared for her, bringing her back up. We've been, you know, concerned for her well-being. We get a little cast spell on her, whatever, you know, whatever. You know, that was that was for her own good, really, if you think about it. But really, one of the things that uh, was important about Lida was, um, uh, you know, through all the confusion, yes, yeah, some of her items, yeah, we were holding them for her. Um, but at one point we gave her back the uh, necklace, like this important necklace that has symbols of the trials of Arden on it. It had a feather and a claw. And one of the things we wanted to do was offer her a replacement, right? Like say, you know, Avaricios wanted to give her, you know, using the, the trickery of the bag to uh, replace this necklace with some new charms added to it to reflect her new friends. Yeah, right? she'll, be happy, so, she'll be happy to take that. She doesn't understand the actual nature of that. Neither do you, really. You have, yeah. you have supposition. I, mean, I, I remember, yeah, we checked it. It wasn't magical, but it has a symbolic. Yeah. yeah. I'm very paranoid, as everyone okay. saw when I won. <laughs> but, so that's fine. She, she appreciates that and all that kind of good stuff. But what do you yeah. do with her? I will pitch something y'all don't have to agree with. And I understand she would probably be reluctant to it. Knowing that things are very dangerous in the plateau, could we say something along the lines of Lida? I know this is, it's temporary. We're very sorry. Again, disagree, please, if y'all don't like this. We're very sorry, but we have enemies all throughout and 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 we're worried uh, that we may be ambushed at any time. We do have allies right inside the pyramid. 
They're a little strange, but we know that they can help us be safe for the night until tomorrow or whenever it may become safer, which is a truth, right? It's also a convenient truth to us keeping her around. But I don't know if that's something that y'all like or think could be effective. Go, Ted. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's the time or inclination to take her to the Broken Head or Gosterwick, although those yeah. would be far better. So let me take your idea, David, and <clears throat> mort it up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Lighter, my friend, I know you're very reluctant to descend deep back into the earth of Ardenvul, but may I introduce you to my pyramid-guarding goblin friends who sit in this lovely wooden hut here atop a, py a pyramid? This is Wongo Tooth and his friend, Margarine, and they would love company tonight. <laughs> you, with your excellent night vision and your experience with many oh. creepy crawlies of the night, they could use someone like you, Lyta. Okay, so you have a, do you have a charisma bonus? I do have that thing, and I call that charisma bonus a plus one. Okay, um, might get a plus two. She likes you. She trusts you. Um, yeah. Uh, she does understand like varying levels of danger, but she is sure. also thoroughly insane. Um, and she has a strong, <laughs> she, she has, a, she has a strong inclination to not want to go downstairs. Um, yeah. so, uh, I am going to defer to the dice roll. Um, so you're going to roll a reaction. So I'm, roll. I'm at, you realize what I'm asking you to do though, is to stay on top of the pyramid as a guard, not the going guard. around. Oh, oh, very smart. So she doesn't have to go down smart. in the dark at all. Well, right? okay. Yeah. That yeah. May I also say that if Mort ever dies, please, John, allow him to play. Uh, the now named like my brain just went totally blank. Margarine, margarine, margarine. Wanted to stay in this campaign. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, that that changes everything, Ted. So yeah, uh, she will okay. she will agree to do that. She does not. You know that that to her is not underground. So, um, so I will introduce Lita to Wongo Tooth and Margarine. Margarine, Wongo Tooth. This is Lita. Okay. She's going to hang out with you tonight, and you know teach her the ropes of guarding the Goblin Empire, and we'll come pick her up tomorrow. Okay, so they, they grab her hand. They're like, oh, we'll show you such stuff. It'll be super fun. Um. <laughs> I love that. May I add to that just as a consideration? When we uh, emerge back uh, and go and get intercepted by a dragon, Lida would probably see it, and that'd be a pretty good incentive to stay with the, the, the goblins <laughs> in that pyramid. Well, no, we're Watch going back in time. We would... No, I know, but I'm saying if we were to fast forward to where our team currently is, if she's outside that whole duration. Yeah, like she's going to see us like she's chatting see with the dragon. us reemerge. Go to try to do our little heist and be intercepted by a giant dragon, would you not? Uh, yeah. yeah. Incentive—it's yeah. incentive for her to stay there. Yeah, she's. I'm not, gonna I'm not trying to lead the DM. I'm just like saying that's a pretty cool uh, uh, bonus. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. uh, going fast forwarding back to where we are right now. Um, so the looming for is dark. You know, it's the night, nighttime, starlight, moonlight. Okay, your vision is completely taken up by the uh, massive form across the Nysterex. The goblins are cowering and squealing. Most of you are cowering and squealing. Only Darius and Avaricios are um, have the presence of mind to actually deal with them. Avaricios has sort of taken the lead on that. Um, and he Darius is isn't. Yeah, yeah. He has. Uh, he has told you uh, what his terms are basically, and he has told you that he he wants all of that treasure. And he does not want you to mess with the operation to bring that treasure up and out. Um, all of your trying to reason or bargain with him has failed, um, and it has become quite evident why. And because uh, he's he's basically uh, talking to you from a position of absolute power, almost deific power. Mm -hmm. um, and he 
And in addition, he also has heard word, you don't know how, that um, he knows that you have recovered his missing gold rod from his hoard, and he has given you 24 hours to return it. And uh, you are to do that within 24 hours at the Statue of Vool across the bridge of, Bridges of Doubt and Wisdom. So um, that is the case. Um, there are a couple of uh, other things that he tells you during this conversation as we kind of pick up with with that conversation again. Um, something that I, I as a DM, uh, as a referee, did, forgot to, uh, to convey to you as well. He tells you that uh, it was obvious to you from the beginning that, that, that he was going to double cross, although he doesn't really see it that way, the Windark cohort, right? Um, but the fact was is that he tells you that he spoke with that woman from the from the building outside the walls, um, the, uh, and they had made a pact with me to prevent those known as the AV Club from interfering with the horde extraction, and in exchange for my making sure that you did not get yourselves involved, they would give me what they deemed a cut of the horde. Uh, approximately 3,000 pieces of this gold. All uh, true. <laughs> uh, that sounds well, insulting, honestly. <laughs> what they failed to understand and what she has failed to understand, which is uh, quite a shame considering our uh, the beneficial relationship we've had for so long, is that that money was already mine. Um, and uh, and so he, it, it almost amuses me to think that 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 he it amuses him to think that he would honor that agreement um their lives are forfeit and he's going to take it all mm -hmm. all right um well what do you got to say to that avaricious well first of all the the <laughs> mental image i have of avaricious at this moment is remember in wizard of oz when the cowardly lion is talking to the wizard <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is very much uh, in that uh, position. He was definitely looking for a, a change of armor. Are, are you uh, saying you're not going to thrash this dragon from top to bottomus? <laughs> not on, not man. not at the moment. <laughs> not yet. Give, okay. me a, give me a couple of episodes. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, uh, so Avaricious, uh, uh, you know, is very scared. He's, uh, acting very humble in this. He's hoping that the scared will, you know, will work mm -hmm. and, um, or work to his advantage. And he'll, he'll also ask, you know, of course, you know, that it sounds insulting really that they didn't realize that this, you know, would be yours. I completely understand where you are. In fact, I have. Um, an offer. I don't know if this would be helpful to you. You tell me if it's not helpful, we will not do it. Um, I think I have a way that could um, um, uh, interfere with the oxen that these wine darks have for pulling their carts. If you would, if it would be helpful for you to for me to do that, I will do this. If if it would not be helpful, stay the word. I will not do it. The I will not interact with them at all. You're just so smart, oxen. Matt. I know where you're going with this. The, I the, love it. You're the so beasts smart. that draw the wagons must be allowed to go to the school mm. and haul the gold, the gold out of there. But then the beasts, much like those who drive them, will be in my gullet soon after the gold <laughs> is... Next, I recommend... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you are going to be very well fed tomorrow. I'm getting a little voice in the back of my head. 
just one moment. <laughs> yes, David, what do you have to say? Sorry. Um, I, I both like the idea of sabotaging them and, and, and cutting a bargain with them. Obviously, he's powerful. Maybe he doesn't need it, but John's saying. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about the snakes scaring up the oxen. Yeah. Yeah. You could potentially pitch that not as a, something you're doing right now, but as something that will complicate a fleeing effort later. If your intent there is to also give an excuse to us to head towards the north rather than the pyramid, which I think is part mm -hmm. of your triangulation mm -hmm. because you're yeah. a very smart mm -hmm. cookie. Uh, I don't know how you would say that. That's up for you to do, and it probably won't work. But if you want to try to frame it in that way, that would, that's all I was pitching. Ted, go on. You could, you could say, like, Dreadlord, the, the one who leads these mercenaries is our sworn enemy, and we would gladly aid you in your quest to eat them all you know mm -hmm. you, with your leave may we approach appeal and, to the ego and sabotage them or you know just as yeah, a flee or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is, so this is yeah very much very much his plan he says yeah. basically that you know okay oh great one you have discovered no doubt if you would like these allies you know perhaps we could um you know uh, hinder their fleeing if possible um uh, uh, here's what I propose. Let us uh, pass well to the north. We will we will watch from the north. We will not go anywhere near the bit of business that you have going on to the west. We are going to go uh, north, and we're going to try to make it back to watch this uh, this incredible show of your power in the morning. Mm. And at that time, if it is at all in our possibility to to slow them down or to make things more interesting for you, we will do this. Kill stragglers as, as, as a yeah. gift. He, as a gift to you. He sort of shakes his his uh the tendrils like underneath him, you know, and like his massive regal horns sort of shake it. And uh, you get the impression that he's actually yawning a little bit. Mm. <laughs> says, you bore, you bore me, peasant. Uh, None of this matters. Time? Their lives are all forfeit. Nothing you can do is going to facilitate that. I'm not saying we should was, do this. I care oh, not if you watch. I care not where you go. In 24 hours is when I start caring about you again. I love this. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I kind of want to just move on from that, but I want to throw yeah. one more thing out. And then we don't have to dwell too longer. He very clearly communicated to us that he had find at, found at least minor offense in the 4,000 gold that Kronos and Estelle offered him of this kind. 3,000, sorry. Which is a great reason to say, oh, great Lord, would you like us to go and take care of those who do not respect you as well as we do? And go. No, whether we actually do go fuck with <laughs> Kronos and Estelle, it reinforces this idea that like, We'll go do this. And therefore, even if we don't come up, maybe it plants the idea that they succeeded in stopping us. And that's why we haven't emerged. And that they're the ones that have complicated the horde retrieval. I don't know exactly how we, we phrase that. But in other words, like, why don't we go take care of them for you? We could easily and you deserve better than this deal, this, this pittance that they're offering you. We will just do what you ask. In other words, yeah. we don't need to cut a deal with a dragon. We are just happy to live kind of thing. I don't know why I'm taking on John's mm -hmm. dragon voice, but I don't, know if, I don't know if that's worth it to you guys. But it may be another like subterfuge that like plays whether we succeed or not and whatever we're doing. It might help us in either direction. It's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I um, hear what you're saying. And, and I, I, I like the idea of knowing that, you know, whatever we go do to Estelle, he's not going to get involved with. But I've, I feel like he said, 
I don't care where you go. I don't care what you do. Come back with my gold. Yes. I think we should take that and, and run. I think that's fair. I think it's totally fair. We don't have to complicate it more. Yeah. I, and I, uh, by the way, I wasn't suggesting we actually do kill them, though obviously I'd love to. But, but, that, <laughs> but that we indicate that if anything were to happen to them, we would be involved. Or if anything were to happen yeah. to us, that they may be involved. But I agree, like cutting and going and not complicating cutting further run, and, yeah. and annoying him is probably better. Right, can so you say anything that. else, Al Vericios? You're You're muted. You're muted. I had some, I had some, some child uh, uh, advice to give. Um, so far, everything that I've offered to him, he's been borderline insulted that I'm still talking to him and yawning. So I'm just, we're just going to bow out. If it, if there's anything else we can do for you, you let me know. So he swings his but he swings his head down understand. one more time and sends you his whale, gives you his his whale eye again, like, and he's uh, uh and breathing that chlorine like all over. You could feel your throat like seize up, you know. Um, and he says, <laughs> uh, "I will see you in 24 hours or less. You will cease referring to me as Lord and bowing and scraping." Lordship, and he gets real close to you, implies a reciprocal relationship which does not exist. I do not rule. I harvest. I reap. And then he basically lifts off the ground, and you can see on his back, on his back talons, that be, which you didn't see before, is you hear a crunching sound as he foists his bulk up into the air with like his wings just woof, 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 as you all get uh, blown back. Um, and you see that in his talons, as he lifts off into the air, is one of the deer carcasses that was on that cart from earlier in the day. As he mm -hmm. lifts off into the air, he basically tosses it up with one talon and snatches it out of the air and just gulps the whole thing down and then just wings off into the night. <laughs> oh yeah. he, goes, make, like, he goes southwest, by the way. Southwest, okay. All right. I feel I like we determined that whole Lord speech there. We need to make some sort of charisma check. You know, like that was uh, that was something else, man. Jeez. So he uh, phenomenal. Sorry, yeah. David, so but, as he wings away and basically goes over the islands towards the southwest, the fear slowly lifts, and you all find like big wet stains uh, on your crotches, basically as you. I was going to ask, how do I roll for the, the size of the puddle of urine <laughs> and, below me? And as you uh, collect yourselves, um, this is a good time to take our first break. We will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are back. Bladder's empty, beer's full. All right, so the dragon has taken off. Now, in the wake of that, the goblins are absolutely terrified. They are not adventurers like you, and they're goblins. <laughs> uh, they have just experienced something that was way beyond their pay grade, way beyond their pay grade. So... As a result of that, um, they are going to have to make a morale check. Okay, if you can, we if, influence the Saul with anything we say, or is it too too short? Uh, yes, you notice? can. Just give me a sec. But uh, so yes. I'm just letting you know that uh, they are ready to break and uh, head right back to the pyramid. Um, if you 
uh, uh, if you are attempting to, without saying anything, um, continue overland. Like if, if you're, if say, they heard the entire conversation, right? So they're yeah. the under the oppression being goblins. Like the obvious choice would be to immediately turn around and go back to the pyramid and get that golden rod for the dragon. And they are all for that. And if they see oh, God, any, they heard all of it. And if Fuck. they, if they see any sort of, uh, you know, decision to not do that, they're, they could see, they think you're absolutely batshit crazy. Right. So that's where you're at. So they're right at the border of making a morale check. Yep. So mortals stand up and brush the dirt and grass off of his jacket and turn to his fellow goblins. My <laughs> brothers, be not afraid in this hour of danger. You see before you Mortis J. Gobliano, Avaricius, the left hand of Lysian, and I don't know. Morpheus something, some new guy, I don't know. But, this guy. but it is we, <laughs> and we this guy. who brought, this guy, this brave man, we who brought your brothers out from the darkest depths of Ardenvul, it is we who have stood before the, uh, the dragon and traversed all across Ardenvul. Here, here is the place where you are the most safe in our company, under our guidance. Fear not, we shall go forth into great deeds and... 100% success, I promise. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dave, you want to say something? I think Mork should should still be our spokesperson, but... Um, <laughs> nor, do, nor do I think... Put, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I keep leaning away from the My Suface is the name, and also everyone should know uh, I'm sorry for my leaning. John has uh, given me an appropriate <laughs> note that I keep going like this every time I get excited, and it's <laughs> awful for the audio. I'm going to try my best. Um, uh, um, I think that's a great speech. I would add to it if we're all uh, uh, in of the mind like Ted and Matt pitched last time to get some of the horde that you might be able to appeal to the wrath of the Goblin King for returning with nothing instead oh, of a yeah, great, cool. a great, great riches that we almost assuredly can bring because we have the totally airtight DM can't possibly poke holes in plan to get with the a capital horde D. for <laughs> the Goblin King and they will be heroes amongst their people for a millennia type thing. Okay. So and so Mort will will go over to Mysophase and hold up one of his arms and say, Look at this skinny noodle, and yet he is still willing to follow me into battle. Okay. We cannot do any less. So uh, uh, besides, guys, I think he I think Kraz really likes me. I think he was hiding it, <laughs> but I think we might have something going. So could, you have to kind of picture like what the what the scene on the ground actually is, right? Like you're sure. you're cajoling and reasoning can only go so far in the face of, in the sure. wake of dragon fear of that, of that, uh, uh intensity. Right. Um, but, uh, but mm -hmm. it, it does, it does help. So I'm going to say this, uh, they still have to make a check. Um, but yeah. it's, uh, their morale would normally be seven, which Oof. is pretty relatively cowardly. Uh, I'm going to bump that up by two though. And they're going to have a morale nine, which is very, very solid. Okay. So Are they gonna uh, roll as a group or we, they're gonna, we so yeah, what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna roll for all 20 goblins, so that's a pain in the ass. Right. So what I'm gonna say is if it's okay with you guys, what I'm gonna do is um, we're gonna roll 2d6. If they yeah. roll nine or under, they succeed. If they all succeed, they're all gonna stay, okay, with one roll. If the roll fails, I'm gonna say that half of them are gonna ditch and go back to the pyramid. And you'll be left with 10. Okay. So you're gonna have at least 10 no matter what. You could possibly have 20. 
Okay. I couldn't possibly argue with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thank like you, Jerry. That is extremely in, fair. Do one of you want to roll? Well, I was going to say, I in fairness, I mean, just because, you know, the stakes, right? Like, just to be realistic, if we really botch the roll, maybe they should all run. Uh, well, don't. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I know I'm always shooting myself in the foot. Oh, no, you well, know what? Okay. I love where your mind is. If we're yeah. all cool with that, because I love a, I love a bad how, outcome. How, how about if we, we how do we say this? If you, if you roll a two, like if you roll snake eyes, snake eyes, yeah, they all, they all That's go. What I'm okay, cool. Okay. I love that. All right. Okay. So nine or nine or under. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Not snake eyes. If you roll box cars, if you roll two sixes, they all disappear. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So yeah, two would be good. Who wants to roll? You, you guys want to roll? You want me to roll? Go for it. 2d6. Okay, here we Pretend. go. It was your speech. It was a good speech. Yeah. Six. Six. Okay. Hey. Very good. Okay. So they are they are swayed by Mizophase and Mort's uh, reasoning, um, and uh, they don't like it, but they try to gird themselves, and they they kind of toughen up. Now, the one that they that sort of slats him, who's like, yeah, listen to what he says, um, is a uh, the, the leader um, is a guy named Gangrene. Is his name. <laughs> Uh, you recognize this guy because you've seen him f- quite frequently. He seems to be often, often, not all the time, but often the goblin that is in charge of the pyramid watch up top. So he knows Margarine and the other guy quite well. Um, Wongo Tooth. Wongo Tooth, yeah. Uh, uh, strangely enough, Gangrene, uh, <laughs> what I wrote down for his description, actually probably fits the name of Wongo Tooth better because he actually has a huge misshapen <laughs> tusk like an insider uh, uh, here, that is so big and so curved, it actually enters into his nostril oh. and has scarred it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? So it's kind of riven his, his nostril, and that causes that nostril to constantly seep mucus over that tooth, which he constantly slurps up. Um, and so, you know, quite, kind of talks like this all the time. Right? Anyway, anyway <laughs> so I think he's like, right, right, boss. All right, you hit him. Let's go. Um, uh, I mean, he's always like, <laughs> you know, sort of snuffling. Gross. Yeah, he's we really TPK, gross. If we TPK, we have to play a yeah. goblin all party with these just horrible <laughs> maladies and names. You go, it, I love right. it, John. Okay, so uh okay, so now it's up to you guys. What do you want to do? Where are you going? All right. So <laughs> what? I, we I execute think... the plan now. <laughs> <laughs> we we've got this, guys. We've got this. Um, the dragon is nothing to us. Um, I think that he's he's no, given us that. kind of free reign as long as we don't X, Y, Z, right? I think yeah. rather than risk the danger of crossing the broken bridge, I think we just go down. I think we cross cross the two whole safe bridges down below the, uh, the, the ruins there and then head north up to the, uh, the cave bear entrance. Right. I, um, I don't. Well, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's what we do because I don't want I him to see us going to the gladiatorial school. Yes, and I'll tell you why we're going to do that. Because on the way, Yost will pick up the blue azure armor plus one, and he will put it in his backpack because he hit it at the donjon. In the this palace. is a great idea, man. Not the donjon, but the palace. Excellent. Sorry, yeah, the palace. Yeah. He hit it, so we'll pick it up and keep going. Great idea. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this. Uh, when you get to the statue of Vool, are you planning to go west through the breach, or are you going to break north through the ruins and do the Great Northern Loop? Uh, um, yeah, I think we're going to we're going to we go, go north. straight west. That's heading to the gladiator school, isn't it? It is, yeah. 
So yes, yeah, so we need to go break north. Break north, basically. Well, you could actually break north right at the end of the bridge. You don't have to go to the statue if yeah. you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. want to go to the statue. I okay, don't think we want the crowds to think we're there. Cool. All right, <laughs> this pyramid gold. All right. So, uh, one second, please. Uh, do not mind me at all. No big deal you whatsoever. Like um, okay. So you you make your way back down south, heaving to the eastern side of the uh, the Swift River. You can see here that there yeah. where it breaks around here. Um, the uh, the 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 uh, swiftness of it is actually a little bit lessened. So you think like if you were if you managed to cross it here, or even though it would only get you to an island, um, uh, even if you got into the water, you probably wouldn't kill you. You probably swim it. Um, anyways, but you make your way down. You go to the broken statue of Arden, and uh, you make your way across the bridge of doubt. In the nighttime sky, you see no sign of any flying creature at all, including the wyverns. Um, and then, uh, that's going to take a, let's see, what do I have here? A turn. Yes. Um, I will say without any fanfare that, uh, getting the armor is yeah. going to take another turn. Okay. Uh, Mort, do you wish to don it? It's Yost's and, Sorry, Yost's um, not. no, because we need to keep moving fast for now. So he just sticks it in his backpack later on. When there's um, when speed is less of the essence and protection is more important, we'll stop and we're going to probably have to change up some equipment. But right now, okay. like my guys have all their stuff in their packs, so that they right. can they're not equipped and they can move faster. Uh, so Yost, I think that it's going to be two slots in Yost's pack, right? Yeah, but it's an empty pack. He has like okay. a torch. I just want to. So he's still at one twenty. That's what I'm asking. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. As is Mort. Okay. So it's going to take another yeah. turn to cross uh, the bridges. John, let me yep. ask you something before we get too far away from where we were. When Kraus ate that deer, did any bits fall or did he swallow the whole swallow thing? Swallowed the up? whole thing whole. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. In midair. Uh, oh, this is an important waste, thing too. But, uh, I actually yeah, wrote this down because I wanted to make it very clear to people because this is the only way to depict dragons. They are four armed. They are not six armed. I don't, I don't, I don't buy any of that crap. Right. That, two that, back legs yeah. and two wing arms. <laughs> That's right? you're gosh darn right. The way that gosh Smaug was right. depicted in Desolation of Smaug, and the way that all the dragons in the Game of Thrones and House of Dra uh, House of the Dragon yep. have been depicted. That's the kind of dragons we're talking about. So you're saying the original yeah. Monster Manual Red Dragon is wrong? It, it is wrong. Yes, and I, I love me some Easley, I love me some Trampier, love me some Sutherland, but they got it wrong. They are not six legged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, at least in my book. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, so when he's walking, like on the ground, he's using his wing hands, right? Yeah. With and like the points, like, again, like dish, 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 you know. Yeah. We've seen it a bunch yeah, of times. Depicted really well. Say what you want about those shows, but they did they, they did a fantastic job with the dragons in Game of Thrones, um, and that's uh, that's the way I kind of envision them. So. Uh, that's the case. And so you okay. cross over the bridge. Um, you can see the headless statue of Vool off in the distance. You know that that is yes. where your, your meeting place is with Kroz, destined in yes. the future. Um, but you are going to break through the ruins to the west of the Swift River here and try to head um, uh, north and up right. and out. Uh, okay. So away you go across. If, if I may... Uh, and I think David will remember this, uh, and probably Matt too, but um, when we went to the gladiatorial school, one of the reasons we took the route we did was we were trying to avoid being spotted by scholars and setites in the tower. Yes. 
right? Yep. Is there any lights on in that tower? Any evidence of somebody home? So we'll say you can't Wait. really see from this point. Is it uh, Mike? Hmm? I think Mike oh. is joining us. Oh, Wait a second. Do my eyes deceive me? He's, he's not on yet. <laughs> um, okay. No so, Mike yet. Okay, fine. So when you 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 can't see the Westgate Tower, uh, the Westgate Towers from this distance because it's like uh, the ruins and stuff like that. Oh, there he is, Mike. Hi, right. hey. hey, what's up? You guys missed a really good Super Bowl, by the way. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, live. Uh, Mike, they are, uh, uh, Darius has joined us. Um, Mike, they are on the west side of the river. They had just crossed the bridge and, um, they are heading north, uh, towards the cave bear entrance. Okay. Ooh, so okay. we're all, so we're we're all, all plan. yeah, <laughs> so, we're all new I, level one characters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the dragonatus. Okay. So yep. we, you start to head through the ruins as you get yeah. closer to, uh, let's actually, I'm going to switch over to mirror so I can see what you guys are actually seeing. Um, a second. Sorry. Um, yeah, our, our token is very small, but, uh, so can you guys see where I'm circling right here? Yeah. Okay. So when yeah, you kind of get to the that, token up there? There, there's a bunch of ruined stuff all around. Just be aware that it's not like an open plane there. Right. Um, but we'll just say like when you kind of get back to this building, which is a little bit more intact than the others is when you can sort of huh? spy the, um, the, uh, the Westgate towers in full, like you kind of get like a, a direct bead on it. You do see. Huh that there is definitely some light in the upper floors of those, of those towers. And they're all basically arrow slits, uh -huh. right? Um, uh, uh -huh. So, but you do see that that's the case. Now, when you look over that way more and you draw the, everyone else's attention there, yeah, you can see that there is something else that's bright that is reflecting in the moonlight at the very base of the tower of the, uh, of the Eastern two of those, of those towers. And when you look at it, you realize that what it's what the light is reflecting off of is white fur. And you see a hulking figure sort of move around a little bit and it stretches and you can see two large arms and then another set kind of stretches out as well overhead <laughs> and then <laughs> shining in the in the light as well you see a distinctive and i probably didn't even mention this back back in the day um you see a uh, a large uh, uh uh piece of jewelry in the forearm baboon's ear which was indicative of the uh very familiar baboon to to morton avaricios at least of the dreaded Cisco, the Slayer of oh, Yonwin so and Squeegee. I hate that guy. Yeah, Mike. Just out of curiosity, what are right. our goblins armed with? Uh, they are armed Anything? with uh, uh, they are armed with spears and shields and short bows. Short bows. Oh yes, we should now. Okay. Pin cushion monkey. Do the giant monkeys count as humanoids? Uh, no, they do not. The <laughs> count the arms, man. Always, a, always a tell. Um, <laughs> they're, they're technically crabs. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, he appears to be by himself, and he's out there, and he's sort of just sort of hunched over, right at like the 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 gate, you know, the gateway into that tower. Right. Right. Does Does he look like he's guarding or spying? He looks like he's guarding. Okay. So we could go That's around incredible. this whole wall and tower situation by kind of heading more straight north and, and then curving around, right? 
or we could. Which we have to yeah, do anyway. We could dry gulch this fucking monkey and have our way with him out here in the open. Where you hear it tapping on your shoulder, Morgan. I feel oh. it tapping on your shoulder. Yes, what well, is it, good sir? Bah. It's it's gangrene. This with his gangrene, his, my his friend. Speak to me. Hey, it reminds me, remind me of something that we saw up at the pyramid boat. Yes, yes. Tell me more. We saw we saw this baboon. We saw the one with the earring. We yes. saw we saw him wandering west. He was coming from the east, down the boulevard to the east. From the east, wandering west, you he say. Went, he wasn't alone though. He wasn't alone. There was two men with him. Two men. One slim. Two men. One slim. He was wearing wearing grey armor and he had some sort of like bark like cloak on him. And there was another one. He was tall, tall with a top knot, long mustaches, red armor. He is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was wearing he was wearing red armor like the like the set worshippers, like the dog worshippers. That's it. But it didn't look like it fit him very well. Like it was too small for him. David's gonna pop. <laughs> yes, David. Uh, uh, okay, so so wait. He, this the 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 top knot setite was a prisoner of uh, what was the other trustee? Trefco. Trefco. We are looking at Cisco. We're looking at Cisco, not Trefco, right now. Correct. And we're looking at the setite willing, or we're hearing about the setite willingly walking, traveling with Cisco. They came from the eastern well, we can, the we can ask Ted, pyramid, but they came from the eastern well. Right Ted the pyramid, or we I, can Ted or I kind of like like sketch this down? I don't have my tablet, Ted. Do you mind just oh, sort yeah, of like I can, I can draw noting it on the map while I uh, do Which a tower quick is it supposition? Uh, where they came is, from? Which No, where we're seeing Cisco. This one. That one. Okay. Okay. It was. It was okay, last so, night. It was last night. You my, were all. My, you were all creep, 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 down in the day in the day bushman. And they came. They came. My friend Ken Green. I have. I have one question. The the guy with the little mustache and the the top knot. Did he look like he was like friends with them, or were they kind of dragging him along? Did Did he mm. look happy? Not happy? What did he look like? I I can't say. So no. They were walking fast. Walking fast. Okay. How do you spell okay. Cisco again? Is it S I S K O? Correct. If okay, couple possibilities. We don't have we don't know everything, but if the last we ran into the Sedite, we were fleeing after the murder of Isocrates. Uh, I'm gonna try to do this very quickly <laughs> instead of rambling. Um, he was a prisoner. If he's still yep. a prisoner, that says one thing. If he's not, we also know that we told Tresco that, whether they believe it or not, Cisco was attacking Garalad in the library, that there was something going down in the yeah, library. I, that I doubt it did, but what I'm getting at here is uh, uh, he implied, the reason we said Cisco is he implied, he, he name-dropped him before we, we, we proffered that which means there was already yeah. some tension between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And for the, and he was the one carrying the, the, the set guy. So if this guy isn't, isn't under duress, there's a possibility that there was some throwdown and Cisco is now like, you're on my side. Now you helped me kill Tresco or some, ver I don't know. We could, we could yeah, start yeah, out forever. Yeah. 
Well, basically, there's some, something, something going really on down there. Smooth talker, and he like oh, had something to offer to Garalad. Possibly, but he was also incredibly emaciated, which tells me that he might have been a prisoner for a while. But then, why would he be dragged around? I don't know. This good questions, Matt. Go may ahead. I, may I remind one thing also? Um, Garalad's mo is charming people into service. That's, that's right. What am I thinking I about that? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Which yeah. we originally that's thought what he was does. is doing, but it clearly isn't. Which is very yeah. strange for a druid. And these monkeys all kind of thought that Garalad was their father anyway. So whether that's a charm mm. effect or yeah, yeah. Well, also to be clear too, yeah. like you have you have one instance of of a person being charmed by Garalad. That's y'all, right? Right. One. Yeah. But yeah, we can uh, elaborate in our own. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it might be a, a stretch to call it his <laughs> modus operandi. You know, he he has charmed someone in the past. Is that his thing? He did he it does? once. Yeah. You know, he, right. he, he, yeah. So this is fair. Here's this what we're fair. gonna do. All right, we're gonna turn on we're invisible and put a fly spell on him. We're gonna just assassinate. Oh, oh damn. Oh. Okay. So my question for you guys, in order to kind of move things along, are you going to engage with Cisco in any way, shape, or form? Or are you going to stick to the plan? I kind of want to kill that fucker. <laughs> I want to kill him. But wait, I want to kill Codswallet more. Do I? <laughs> Which do you want more? Revenge on the monkey or possible scratch? What do you want, man? See, Revenge, I, I, and I think... Revenge and scratch, right? Like kill Codswallet yeah. and get money. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Profitable death of Codswallet. I have to vote for that. You're right. Okay. So right. We, he... we should just skirt this whole thing. So you stay wide of the West Gate, um, and you're yeah. going to continue uh, basically on the red line there, right? Uh, I didn't yeah, see. Work, yeah. Oh, I see where you're, Ted. Troy. I just want to. Oh. Okay, wait, wait. Just to, to reiterate, re, I just want to reiterate one more time the direction they were walking to and from. Oh, so they were coming from east to from west. The east. So yeah. My guess is they came up, you know, maybe through the light well or something, no, no, and then no, they no. Gangrene, Gangrene can tell you, like he tells you. He was at the Pyramid Watch, in charge of the Pyramid Watch. Okay. You can see all, all 360 degree directions. They came from, if you're looking at the eastern side of the map, they came, uh, they spotted them basically when they were sort of approaching Ooh. the Well of Light. Okay. But they, it looked like they had already been traveling from the east along this boulevard. They tracked them when they were about to approach the plaza of the Well of Light. Then they kind of came uh, around the base of the pyramid, looked up at the goblins or looked up at the fortification, didn't do anything. Uh-huh. You know, but they sort of recognized that that was there. Um, then they basically moved through the forum mm-hmm. to the head to the statue of Arden, and then you know the, the exact same right. path that you guys are taking. Oh, okay, okay. From outside the city. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. So I asked that because they aren't coming from what we assume was Garalad's escape hatch, which is a gladiator school, or like the tunnels there. They're right. coming from the opposite direction. In that direction, they're moving, but not necessarily to that that spot. That's right. Oh, all right, but we they're not going towards Osterwick. Is 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 an important thing. They're not heading towards the city that we can tell. Well, we, they we, could I, be I, we sometimes hear the baboons though from the east. Sometimes they're talking. Sometimes they hooting and hollering in the east. We think it's coming from the towers there at the east gate. Mm, okay, all right. They're everywhere. Yeah. The baboons. They're everywhere. They're second. Second, the baboons are. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> All right, so I'll note uh, oop, 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 pen. So Garalad comes from the east, possibly from a tower, which makes me wonder if the druid's retreat layer 
goes further east than we thought, or whether Garalad's lair has access to one of these towers. That's very interesting. Okay. Cool, man. Okay. So well, let's uh, skip it. Continuing let's, on. Let's... Okay. So you are going to go right past the western uh, tower. Um, uh, yeah. That is the one that you know that you guys have not actually been to, as, as if I remember correctly. It is, it is one that the Five Fingers of Destiny have been to, and you know that they uncovered what was um, inside a coffer, one of the Silver Onks, right? Uh, but you skirt by that and you head out, knowing because um, you escaped out from here pr- prior that uh, far, far to the northwest um, is the uh, entrance there where you were able to sneak past a sleeping gigantic cave bear. Um, so uh, the total journey from the Bridge of Wisdom observing Cisco and then moving all the way to the cave bear entrance is uh, unmolested at nighttime. Um, and uh, it takes you uh, another five turns. So one, two, three, four, five. It is now one thirty in the morning. Nine o'clock is your, is your, uh, when the ball is over sort of thing. Right. Right. Okay. Um, you are still just, uh, navigating by moonlight and starlight. Um, but now you are at that, uh, at the cave bear entrance. So just let me just bring this up real quick on my end. Do, 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 do. Oh, you know how it goes. Okay. Right. So, uh, uh, this is sort of the, 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 the entrance is, um, sort of in the side of like a hillock and, um, uh, there's like, uh, uh, connected stalactites and stalagmites that basically form like an almost like monstrous jaw sort of opening um, uh, into there. You guys have come out from that end. You can definitely um, smell the rank stench of of like a you know a furred uh, beast of some sort, right? Um, and when you approach very very carefully, because you, you you've been here, so you kind of know like when to start getting um, yeah. stealth mode on. Um, you can definitely hear. I'm going to say you're probably about let's say like. Th- We'll say you're like uh, 60 feet away. You can hear from within. When you were coming from the other direction, you heard snores. You don't hear snores this time. You hear crunching of bones. Bone crunching. From uh, inside. Very dangerous. Does this sound like the dragon crunching that deer? <laughs> it does. Uh, at a much smaller volume. <laughs> okay, okay. It's just making okay. sure. John, can um, we can we get a, a, a an auditory beat on that? Does it seem like is it just echoing all around that that um, that area, yeah, or is kinda, it it's kind of echoing around? Now? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Okay, I will instruct um, the goblins to put arrows in their bows and prepare themselves for the hunt. Right. So there is definitely like a right. you can see the opening beyond what is uh, like a a, a close. Um, crop of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a hedge, almost like but a natural hedge, right? Um, which is w- w- probably why um, Garrett liked it as his escape thing because it was it's tough to notice someone coming 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 in and out of that. Um, so there is like a lot of cover between you and the cave mouth as well. Okay, or concealment, I should say, not cover. Guys, we do, should keep. Do um, we think upwind, all right, or down? No, downwind. We want to stay downwind. Ooh, so well, you know, actually, from our calendar, as I spoke. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, randomly generated. The breeze is coming from the southwest, and the entrance uh, basically... Oh, that's perfect. The entrance faces directly west. 
So you would have to go. You would have to go east into the entrance. And the wind would be. Oh wait, no, that would be that's bad. That's, that's bad. Yeah, we want, bad our, we, we want to. We want to circle around to the other side of the entrance and approach from that direction to avoid him smelling us. Correct. But yeah, Mike. Mike. So, so I just want to uh, mention. I I don't know if this was common knowledge before or if this is confirmation. John just kind of said, "Oh, and this is why Garalad likes this entrance because it's hard to see from the outside." So. Matt, does your plan of like charming or befriending the bear matter if it's already under similar sway with Garalad? Um, I will tell you why it does not matter because <laughs> our plan changed after Elizabeth picked her spells. So we are no longer charming this cave bear that's not on the on the menu, boys. Um, she uh Pack spells for our overland trip, which was going to be the case before the dragon waylaid us. Okay, never mind. So, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to distract. Well, that's okay. That's okay. We st we still got something that we can do for most of us. Um, Avaricious is packing silence. So if we want to um, uh, use that resource now and use our smarts to stay, you know, uh, upwind, downwind, whichever, whichever is the good one then we can sneak around to the north being most of us, if we huddle together, silent and loop around to the south. Oh. I just want to bring up that the last time we tried to use invisibility and silence on creatures that don't necessarily rely on those two senses, uh, David almost got like pinned to the wall by a minotaur. <laughs> In the same place. That's why the... Uh, that's why the wind, right? Like paying attention to the, the direction of the wind. Uh, right. uh, a correction sense. too about what your senses are telling you as well. You can see very slightly, actually, strangely enough, in the mouth of the cave itself, deep in it, um, along, uh, I guess I would say like the northern side of it. So more towards like your left side, right? If you're approaching from the, from the uh, west, um, uh, there is some faintly glowing light and the light is steady and it's reddish in hue inside the cave inside the cave reddish not flickering it doesn't look like any light that you have seen like it doesn't look like continual light even though it's steady it, it definitely doesn't look like flickering orange torchlight or lantern light either it's a, like a red light steady and faint and this is not something we saw on the way out no nothing at all it was completely dark that time Hmm. I think this is probably not related, but it just occurs to me, and I want to say anything that hits my mind. Uh, do druids have any sort of shape-shifting ability in OSE? Because I'm not aware. I don't think this is uh, Garolide per se, but I'm curious if we should be cognizant of animals. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Matt. Uh, Lisbeth will tell you that uh, higher-level druids can definitely do that. Seventh, seventh level. She cannot yet. I'm not saying this is Garolad, obviously, but like it did never occurred to me till now that there could be creatures around that have a relationship with Garolad that may be humanoids in disguise or him uh, till now. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. So what do you do? What if, okay, here's, here's, a, here's a, a plan I'll pitch. I can cast silence on Darius. We'll all stay close to Darius as we as we sneak around to the north, hoping the wind will mask our scent. When we get into that uh, near the cave entrance, Darius perhaps can go invisible. Then he's silent and invisible going into 
see what that red light is and maybe either report back or kill the thing that's there. Mike? Uh, I'm totally willing to do that. Um, John, is there bear shit anywhere in the vicinity of the cave entrance? Uh, yeah, probably would be, yeah. Um, can that's I recover already. some bear shit and smother and cover myself in it? Uh, you can certainly do that, sure. Don't make that face for me, Ted. I think, <laughs> it's funny. I think that's brilliant. If there's a little extra, I'll put a little on me too. You know what? I just almost died from a dragon. I will smear shit anywhere uh, I need to when I die again. <laughs> okay. I am already kind of smeared with shit, but that's a different story. All right. So I'm down for that plan, John. I will um, use my first use of Laryl's cloak. Assuming that we make the circling motion that Matt's talking about to get out of like the upwind area. How long does that last? Um, so it's three uses. Each use is three turns. Three turns. Okay. Got it. And then? And um, assuming that that works, then right before I go into like po- the possible visibility of the cave, that's when I'll trigger the um, invisibility. Does that make sense? Or if uh, I need to be invisible to retrieve bear shit, then I do it, retrieve the bear shit, and then go into the cave. Yeah, you can retrieve the bear shit, wipe yourself down. Okay. Um, I'll give that to you for free. And then you're going to, uh, versus you're casting silence on him. Is that correct? Or can you cast yeah, it on like a coin? And then can it be cast on an object and then just cast it on a pebble or something that I can carry? Uh, uh, let me check here. Silence, the duration, 15 foot radius <sighs> silence, 12 turn duration. Um, uh, let's see. I can cast it on an area or upon a creature. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, then cast it on me. That's fine. And I, I think that we, I, I think that we'd all want to like go around with you at least to the cave entrance because otherwise yeah, no, the bear's I, just going to see us. That's what I assumed okay. as well. Yeah, because if it's a fifteen foot radius, that means like thirty a thirty foot circle, right? So yep. we should be we okay. Should so you guys are going to approach from like the northern of side of the entrance, right? Silence is then cast. Yeah. You guys are going to remain in that in that area, or you're going to mm-hmm. cast it on Darius. Oh, we're going to cast it on Darius and then travel with him. Oh, we're going to travel with him. Yeah, we, we don't want to catch yeah. the bear's attention with Avaricius going, Domine Potre, Espiritu Silencio, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, so we go to the silence it, get close, we stop and don't move, and then Darius and then goes a little bit further. Okay, so yeah. only Darius is entering into the cave itself. Correct. Right, right, okay. at this point. Okay, got it. Yeah, so all that goes off without a hitch, not a problem at all. Um and uh, Darius, you are now at the cave. Everyone's at the cave entrance to the north of it, out of line of sight. Um, and uh, you guys reek. Absolutely fucking stent. It's really bad. Yeah, Ted. So on the uh, Druid's Retreat map, we have the cave drawn, and there's like a green lines. Is that the hedge you were talking about? Uh, probably. Let me, uh, let me go over there and take a look. Uh, where are we? Oh, my God. Control Z. Huh. I think it's center top of that big green square. Yeah. And uh, no, that's that's actually like the stalactite entrance right there. Um, let me uh, go over to mirror so people can see. I also want to take a break oh. uh, relatively soon here. So uh, can you guys see my um, pointer? Yeah. So basically yeah. like everything here is like the hedge. Okay. Okay. And you guys are now like right here. Okay. Okay. And then Darius is going to weep, sneak in. Okay. 
right? Got it. That's what I, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. what I was you guys, just as a point of like not being stupid later on. When I come back to tell you what I've seen, I'm going to be invisible. So a, please don't blast me. I'll tap somebody on the shoulder. I'm not going to release my, my invisibility just to do this. Have a writing utensil out. Do we have like a pen and a paper or like a quill and, and a paper? Scroll on my map. You know, I, I'll have, I happen I'll have to have a little notebook. Yeah, I've got I've got the little notebook right yeah, here. It's, it's Look, fine, it's got yeah. the little pen attached. Yeah. It's really yeah, I nice. Don't wanna, I just don't want to play that dumb game later on where how do you tell them? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, and so are, before the are plan... We all gonna, are we all going to... I'm sorry. Are we all going to go like with him around to the, the eastern entrance to the cave or are we going to wait We're at, the, at the entrance? He has to go ahead of us to see what's in there. That's what John was just yeah. explaining. Correct. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so before the plan executes, we're just going to take our quick second break, and we will be right back. Okay. Okay, we are back after a second break. Uh, beers have been refilled. Bladders have been emptied. Okay, so Darius is go, uh, sneaks in with the silence upon him, invisible. You sneak in, and uh, you can see um, immediately the basic environs of the... of the... Um, cave itself so uh as a reminder this is basically a uh, uh quite large it's, it's a very large cave uh, actually I, I guess you wouldn't be able to see everything just because the light itself is pretty weak i forgot that this uh this map is actually a 50 foot squares so um but you can see the northern part of the wall is being illuminated by a red uh, two sources of uh, of light that are emitting a red weak light inconsistently and they appear to be actually semi-spherical um pearlescent uh, moist balls of some sort They're probably about the size of like a human head right uh, uh, and they're, worst, they're sort worst of they're, sentence ever and they're sort of yeah, they're sort of sit, they're sitting against the wall <laughs> apparently discarded sitting in sort of like a bit of goo, like dripping goo. And they're just sort of just kind of pulsating a, a red light. Um, that's sort of giving the whole thing sort of a very, um, there's a word for this, like a, not macabre, but, uh, uh, yeah, just like, a, you know, like a red <laughs> evil sort of light. Right. You know? Um, and then casting a massive shadow from those, from that light against the wall, sitting basically on its butt with its feet spread out and holding what appears to be the remains of some um, gigantic insectoid creature is a huge, huge bear, like bigger than polar bear bear, right? Like really big. And he's just tearing off huge chunks of this insectoid and just gulping it down. And you can see that the gooey drippings that are, that are dripping down from the, um, from the inside of that, that in insect mirror some of the goo that's on those nodules. Um, and uh, it just go into town with it, like his his muzzles just like slicked with 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 icky goo. Um, and you are basically, I'd say, about thirty feet away from it, and it's sitting against the northern wall, illuminated in that light. So okay. it it sounds like, with the way he's sitting in the light and everything like right there, that silence will do us no good. There's no way to walk through here unseen. Uh, unseen would be very difficult. Well, uh, you don't know what the bear's sight is. And remember too that that cave is extremely large. It's about a hundred feet from north to south, right? And about a hundred, right. uh, and about uh, what? About a uh, hundred and fifty-ish east to west. What's the radius of the light from those organs? 
Uh, only about 30 feet. Right. Where are they and this bear in relation to that narrower, the place where the cave narrows down? Very far away. So um, you guys see the see the map? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Darius is like right at the green point, right? Or the green yep. little thing. And okay. then the bear is like right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the lights, I guess you probably wouldn't actually see the, the, the nodules because they're on the other side of the bear. And they're like right next to the bear here, sort of illuminating here. Just sitting on the ground? Mm -hmm. Sitting on the ground eating. Yeah. And there's like another um, uh, beetle, sort of big beetle sort of thing that's a uh, carcass that's like right next to him that he looks like he's going to have course number two after he finishes course number one. So maybe if we went all the way to the southern wall of the cave and skirted along the wall, kind of like we did on our way out, I mm -hmm. think, we might be able to get in without him seeing us. Maybe. The, the, the silence would help, yeah. If, yeah, if the bear, we got 20 goblins with infravision. If the bear can detect smell um, coming in from the south, we'll bring the scent with them. Question yeah. for I mean, everyone. We, true, but no, we do ahead. have smell like poop. Bear poop. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, not saying we should do this, but with 20 yeah. goblins, an assassin, uh, a decently skilled druid, I can't cast for shit. I have a, I have the ice wand. I could blast it. I'm trying to say, I don't know how many charges it has. So I'm saving them for emergency. Save that. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a fireball spell, but I just want to save that. Right. Like, in other words, like, do we, we could probably kill a bear unless there's something really crazy about it. It may not be without casualties and every casualty is less gold to haul. I think if that. we set it up right, we can, might be able to make this a very swift death. It's eating. If we use the silence just to give us a little time, if everyone can kind of position themselves in such a way, I can ready the fireball just in case, right? But like, yeah, we might so be we able can... to pretty reasonably fucking turn through this. And I know Mike would love it. Go ahead, Mike. Um, I love that idea. Also, don't forget, this is our escape route. So if our escape route is is hampered by angry bear, that's kind of a bad thing too. The one thing Absolutely. I would just say, David, you said, oh, we have an assassin. I'm not going to be very effective against this guy because it's not a humanoid. I could try to do the stealth ninja thing like, you know, on weir, but it's also not a humanoid that you can just stick a knife through its like neck. Right. right. Like I assume this thing is beefy enough, John, that I would be very it would be a little bit more challenging to just stick it right through the eyeball and just immediately kill it or something. Yeah, like yeah right. I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Ted, go, go. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, and I agree. My first thought was like, we could take it. There's a bunch of us, you know. But the reason that Garalad liked it here might also be a good reason for us to leave it here, which is that this is not perhaps a commonly known entrance or exit, and it's well guarded, uh, which has a lot going for it. Long term, long term, short term, yeah, we kill it, but then we have a new problem. I we agree with that. It, Ted, if we're running out of here with sacks of gold, like yeah, it's a good point. Here's my two thoughts. What one were if we have to run out of here with Sax Gold's wheel, but the dragon will probably kill us. But I think that's a really, really important thing is to cover your ass, like you said, Mike. Theoretically, this covers our ass by trapping us, right? It covers people from coming in from behind, but also traps us, right? So both of y'all are like totally correct in that appraisal. Short term, if things go well-ish, I think we'd be better retreating up through the broken head exit mm -hmm. if we're down here than it is this way. Uh, long term, similarly, I like the idea of a bear guarding it. Um, also, we're going to discuss this a lot, and killing it might just be fun and go quick. 
from a meta perspective, <laughs> right? Or it could go terribly, and it'll also be fun. But, but you know what I mean? Like, if if we can't think of like a creative idea, oh. that's something to consider in our appraisal. Do we um, have oil? Do we have flaming oil? Can we douse it and then set it on fire? Well, also we have the bag, right? Can, do we have any the mortality left? Can we poison some food and toss a fucking honk? We, no, we uh, use up all the mortality. Here's a here's an important thing you guys probably don't realize, which is that because of the uh, sorry, because of the uh, timing of of this whole cod's wallet nonsense uh yost has seven hit points um which is not great so uh, he never was able to get healed or anything um he's he had a night's sleep and got a hit point back so he's not someone i'd really like to take into battle with a giant cave bear just saying Okay, what I'll say is, and I don't want to shoot a fireball on top of our all of our goblins who are going to haul things. So if we want to try to not fight it, what is the best way to get by quickly? And then if things go awry, I can like fire a fireball off behind us and blow it up. My guess like- would be if we, the way the wind would be blowing, we're covered in shit. If we go straight as fast as possible on the left side of that green line to get to the southern wall, once we're at the southern wall, we should be out of the wind. We wouldn't really be downwind. So it might catch sight of us, but other than that, once we sh- uh, to the southern wall, hopefully we're out of sight and too far away for any kind of vision, and we can move silently at that point. But I don't have any other ideas. Mike? Mike. If I attack um, it, I, become, uh, I, I lose my invisibility. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean if I distract it, I lose my invisibility. Ah, so, guys, throwing rocks or something? Well, something. Now, it has to be something that I can do outside the radius. So does anyone – a bell. If we put a bell on a tree branch, I can stand there with a, a twine. I know David loves the twine, and I can <laughs> jingle it outside the cave entrance. <laughs> right? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I happen to I have, have a six bell. Bells. I have six bells. Or oh, you, you have one already. Back, but I, okay. I have six spells that I pulled off of uh, several corpses that originated at Onware originally. So um, I love there that idea. Go. Why don't we set up, and not only that, you could use the twine to ring it while we're at sort of in the entrance to get it to like ring and run out or whatever, right? Like, let's try I, it. I can let's literally run down the hill with the bells dangling behind me. It chases me. Yeah. Then I drop the bells. I circle around and I come back and meet you guys in the cave. Mm-hmm. Just make mm-hmm. sure you have mm-hmm. the bells stringing uh, like lo- farther than the silence spell. That's, yeah, that's the only thing yeah. I would say. I love this idea from a dramatic standpoint. I also don't want you to die. And so if putting the bell in a bush and pulling it with twine is easier. and But if you want to do it for fun, I'm fucking so down. I just don't want you to yeah, do it. So. Just Let's just do the it. Bells. Yeah, that's... Let's just do it. Cool. Okay. Let's just so, do it. Mike, Mike also, you take, if, you make, you take things... point. You tell me what you do. Okay, so John... Um, I'm going to go back to the party. I write everything, write down the situation inside there. Yep. I take the bells, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go outside. A, like, I need a, a length of twine that's about 15, 20 feet long so that they're outside that length, the okay. silence. Yep. I got you. And then these guys are going to hide on one side of the cave. I'm going to start ringing the bells. When I see the bear come running out of the cave, I'm going to book it with the bells behind me down the hill. Yep. away from the cave uh-huh. and try and get it to chase me. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then and once the bear is right out of the cave at, at a distance that like, we feel like we can, we will not be seen coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. We enter the cave and, uh, and book it for the narrow for little the- tunnel on the, on the East. Okay. David. Got it. 
Yeah. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One thing to modify because I love this. Why not cast silence on Mike and have the bells on a twine feet several feet behind so it's outside of the silence thing? When that's he literally clips, what he's doing. That's oh, what I'm, I'm doing. Sorry. Oh, we already did you're that. You're a fucking genius. <laughs> Whoever. Oh, my God. Oh, this guy. Sorry. Okay. Mind, cool. Amazing. Amazing. I, Good job, Mike. And, I, and one thing, after he describes the interior of the cave, um, I want Mort to run and grab both of those glowing orbs as we come into the cave and Keep start. Keep in mind, those are probably fire beetle something or other, and they might hurt you. I well, think if they bad. seem like they're just glowing. I'll pick them up. If they look dangerous, I'll leave them. But okay, okay. So uh, this is a pretty good plan. So you execute it basically, and uh, we, we won't rehash it basically. But it basically does exactly what you want. I say basically way too much. I realize the the um, uh, Darius you dangle the bells everyone's primed to be to slip right into the cave the cave bear um when you jingle the bells rears up right sniffs the air and then immediately uh uh gets down on all fours and peers tentatively through the stalactites uh, of the entrance um listening you can see carefully uh to the um to the bells so do you do you move you're muted. You're, you're muted, Mike. Sorry, I'm trying to mute so I don't. You guys don't have to hear my wheezing lung. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. If I see the bear stop, I'm gonna jingle the bells some more in the underbrush, mm-hmm. right? Until I can tempt it to come out, kind of like playing with your cat, right? And it coax it out with the bells, and then if it comes out, um, then I will like book it down, down the, down the path. Also, like if it's within range, I'll just whip a rock at it or something just to get its attention, right? And get it to, you know, come okay, down so and get like bears, um, you know, like they're they're not um immediately aggressive towards everything. Like, you know, they they, they can't actually be like frightened. I mean, you've seen videos of like cats scaring away bears, you know, I mean, like if, right. if the cat gets in their face enough, right? So it stops at the entrance and it sniffs and it's listening, but it's like it's very, very careful as it's sort of like looking around. Um, you can kind of gather, uh, Darius, as you're sort of looking right at it, that it has very poor eyesight. It doesn't seem to be gathering like too much information about what's going on outside. Sure. It's just it's listening very carefully and it's, and it's using it, its nose is doing that scrunch thing that bears do, where it sort of like makes the fang show. You know, it's like it's really using its nose a lot, right? Okay. Um, but you're but you're covered in the poop, um, and so it doesn't sense you. Um, and it takes a couple hesitant steps outside the cave. But very, very sort of careful, you know. But now when it's I see it do that, yeah. I'll give it a, like a little dingle, 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 and then I'll stop, just like with a cat, dingle, yeah. dingle, dingle. And as soon as it like gets interest again, then I'll I'll kind of shake it through the underbrush as I go. Okay. So as you sort of move away, it does slowly. It doesn't like tear after you or anything like that. But it just sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's curious, worried, and it kind of moves forward um, enough that the rest of the party can slip in. So you guys slip in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so amazing. You give it a safe distance. So you're not too close just in case, but you, um, you slip in Mort. You can go grab those nodules. They are easy to carry. They're basically one slot each. Um, They look like they're likely to burst and cover me in napalm. Uh, no, uh, no, they don't look like they're going to burst, but you would think like, like any sort of fragile object, should you take like a heavy fall or something like that? You know, there's a chance that it might break. All right. Well, I'll grab them both and I'll, I'll give them, uh, to a couple of the less encumbered goblins uh, to carry as light sources. Okay, cool. Because um, I am likely to fall, and hopefully they will not. <laughs> yeah, so they... Um, oh, they're a little bit duller than I thought. So they cast light in a 10-foot radius. Oh. Okay. Oh, 
Okay, so well, better than no light at all. Okay, um, and you slip through, and uh, Darius, uh, you, you could tell that you you saw your friends kind of slip in. Uh huh. So what do you do now? So what I'll do, John, is I'll tie the uh, the the twine with the bells on a tree. You said there was a breeze, right? So they should jingle, jingle, jingle in the breeze. Sure. Yeah. And then I'll circle around um, to the outside of the cave entrance. And while the bear investigates the dingle, 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 I'll slip in behind them and I'll be moving much faster since I don't make any sound. I don't have to worry about it tracking me. So like, I'll just be going at full speed, whatever I can until I can catch up to them. Okay. I don't uh, see any problem with that plan. So I think it goes off without a hitch. I think the entire um, plan uh, takes a turn. So you have two more turns left on your invisibility. And we'll say that you guys meet up at the very narrow opening that leads deeper into the tunnels. Sweet. Well done. All right. Okay. Amazing. I like that, guys. That was fun. That was super cool. Great thinking, dude. Great thinking. Yeah, I like that. Luring it out with bells. That was a good one. Okay, so there is that that very narrow um, corridor. Uh, it's actually not that narrow. It's actually pretty normal. I keep forgetting that this map is gigantic. Um, uh, in the back of the cavern, though, uh, that you know uh, leads down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it slopes down gently, um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you just kind of go in, right? So at this yeah. at this stage, I need to know um, light. Can Can I push my way up towards the front of the goblins? Um, I think we have one of the goblins with a ten foot light source leading, right? And then yeah. I will be far enough aback to get all the lead goblins in that silence spell. There's no way we're going to get everybody in there. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if you're, if yeah, you're up front with dim light sources, because Av can follow behind with his, because he's still got his uh, holy symbol with the light okay. on it. But oh, So right, he can cool. be bright light in the back and you have some dark vision guys. Maybe, maybe yeah. we just like stagger it that way. Dark, or you know, the uh, infravision, then the 10 foot, and then the, the 30 foot. Well, for the purposes of this map, should, too, we're just going to round up and we're, we're oh. going For the purposes of this map, we're going to say that uh, any sort of illumination is just going to illuminate a square, um, which, is actually okay. Giving, okay. which is actually giving you the benefit of the doubt because it technically wouldn't. Um, Mort, you okay. should lead for morale purposes, right? Yeah, Mort and Yost will be up front with uh, gangrene. Okay. And uh um uh, and and Mac, Mike, I think you missed why he's called gangrene. He's got one tusk that sticks out and goes right up his nose and causes there to be like nasal drippage. And and wait till you see John's rendition of this. It's you've heard it. Heard it. Yeah, I didn't you know what was happening. It was kind of gross. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this is marvelous. Okay. Genius acting. Okay, so um, you um so you you dungeon crawl your way. You've got like a, a massive troop, right? And the, the goblins yeah. are all like, you know, they're quiet. They understand things, you know, but there's like sort of like this kind of hushed whisper all around you. And I mean, just like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, goblins all around, you know, um, I'm, I'm imagining that scene in, in Casa doom when all the goblins as the, the Balrog is approaching and they all start looking around going, yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also picture like the, the labyrinth of course is my, always my ideal version of goblins well, and, yeah, and the, the picture that of, um, of them just sort of looking at the camera and waiting for Jennifer Connelly to say the words. And they're all like, she's going to say the words. You know? <laughs> Did she say it? <laughs> um, okay. So you, uh, you start making your way down, down, down um, slowly through these cramped natural uh, tunnels. Now uh, there is a slight bit of, um, of 
natural luminescence, if you remember, there are those little phosphorescent toadstools that are sort of dotted around, which you had picked up on. It was likely the indication that this was actually Garaled's marked path through these tunnels. You had right. you hadn't diverged much from those mushrooms. When in doubt, you were always sort of deferring to that path, right? Um, so this path is is part of that. And you, uh, after a while, you make your way down to that cliff. Um, so you are at the top of it at this point. Uh, the it, uh, you, you arrive at the top of this cliff and it opens up into a large uh, cavern with multiple branches out from it. And the cavern itself is 35 feet tall. The um, And I believe that you are, let's see, yeah, you are. 25 feet up. Yeah, 25 feet. Oh yeah, you wrote it down there. Perfect. Yeah, 25 feet above the ground. Now, if I remember correctly, well, the way you approach this is you came from the western one, which had yes. a, was also a cliff, and you actually were very scared about what was at the base of that of that cavern. So you you sort of um, I can't I think someone went down, but whatever you you attempted to get, go across to the other one to where you are now as quickly um, as you could. I think John, if, one thing that I'd I'd be curious about just as we're going through this tunnel. Is there any sign of additional traffic since we've been here last? Uh, there is not. Everything seems to be relatively normal. Everything's relatively quiet. You know that there are hand and footholds that have been carved into both of those cliffs um, where you are now and the one that you came from uh, prior. Um, and the, there are uh, three other exits out of here that are on the ground level. Right. Which, you have, which you have yet to investigate at all. I think if, if at all possible, John, um, you know, we would just like to perfectly recreate our path. We have it mapped. We know where we're going. Uh, I don't think we need to get too hung up on kind of when you're going through virgin territory, you know, the way we move and carefully. I think we should be able to just retrace our steps uh, as confidently, as quickly as, as we can get away with is what I'm voting for. David? I totally agree with the caveat that knowing, I mean, I don't know if they'd be here, but knowing that we saw the the uh, the apes, the albino apes at, above ground, yeah. I want to yeah. make sure that we're at least cognizant of or listening for any sort of hooting and hollering or scurrying of the large or small yeah. variety in these these yeah. areas. So I think we should move I'm, quick, but vigilantly, in other words. Yeah. Okay. So I'm you're not suggesting we throw caution to the wind at all. Just, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Like, so you're, you're moving at 120? Um, that is yeah. different than the movement rate that you were working on the first time. So what I'm going to do is I'm yeah. going to also give you the benefit of the doubt. Each square is 50 feet. I'm going to allow you to move three squares per turn. So I'm going to allow you, I'm going to, allow you to move at 150. Okay. Right. Um, so, but I think uh, that means that we can't get too hung up on like crazy contraptions. We're just going to have to take the handholds, go down, okay. go up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll also try to keep uh, turn tracking for the silence. So if we're there, one turn to go through the the cave bear tunnel one turn to go this these three squares is that fair john that it's been silent for tw two turns uh or is it more than that i have your silence marked uh so you have exactly one two three four five six seven eight you have eight more turns on your silence um okay and so four have expired silence, okay. right the invisibility is three turns the invisibility is gone yeah. uh, darius yeah. if you're okay with that yeah okay um uh Where yeah, he so, come from yeah weak okay the goblins are very, very excited. They're very thrilled that they're back underground again, although they're, they they know that this is a dangerous, uh, probably, probably very dangerous. Um, you uh, you see uh, gangrene 
as you kind of drop down onto the ground and that, that, that sl- those couple of minutes, whenever uh, you're, you're transferring from the floor to the other cliff, you know, he smells bad, smells bad up North. Smells rotten. North you say like what? We know that Ted, it smelled rotten last time too. Yeah. I don't have that. Smells mark. Like predator. Yeah. <clears throat> Gross. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but you ignore it and you move into the next tunnel. Uh, one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay. So I'm going to say when you get to the, um, the square, th- that square chamber there, which you remember, you might remember a oh, great, where the, uh, a where great the, sadness, the staircase was. a great sadness oh. occurred there. Who remembers what happened mm-hmm. in that constructed chamber? That poor little thief. Yes, indeed. Um, but Atticus, I might say the best of us. Atticus. <laughs> One, two, three. So three more turns pass. Yeah, you know, don't don't mind me. No big deal. Um, is his body still there, John? Well, it's, and is the chest undisturbed? Hold on a second. We don't even know if you've even gotten there yet. Oh, random encounters. Oh, um, I hope it's no, a combo no, with a bag no. of interesting mushrooms. John's just got an itch. Okay, so yeah, you, you're you're carefully, uh, but quickly moving moving through that that winding narrow passageway. Now, um, having been familiar um, with this passageway as you've gone, you know that you're about to approach that um, what what you assume was some sort of basement in some sort of dwelling, right? Because um, it, it, it was man made, and you've been in um, these uh, natural tunnels. Uh, when you approach it, we'll say like you're one one foot uh, one square away. You can hear um, munching sounds, munching and oh, slurping, boy. coming from uh, that room. Um, you can also I think smell. Maybe we know what happened to Atticus's body. You can, you can smell something from there that you didn't smell the first time you entered, which is definitely the smell of rot. The same smell that gangrene smelled uh, up in the natural cavern to the north. Does it, John, we've encountered undead and skeletons before. Does it smell undead or does it smell more animalistic? It smells more animalistic. Something's okay. eating eating Atticus, I guess. That's gross. Can we, can um, we listen? And when, we, when you say crunching, I cut you off, Chad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's probably reasonable to ask, not that we would have a, like a hyper-precise way of knowing, but the difference between here and like a lion down on something and like something like a rat, you know what I mean? Like scale of animal might be something we have a little sense of or, or you know. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's you could tell it's definitely multiple creatures. Okay. And there you can you tell that it's definitely larger than a than giant rats. All right. That's good to it, know, guys. It's a bunch of baboons. Mm. Oh. All right, tell you what, uh, Mort will volunteer to belly crawl up to the. Uh, uh, oh no, this exit is not elevated, is it, John? Uh, there the, was a staircase in here, but this is a floor level exit. It, it is, yeah. Right? Um, so remember, like your little notes there were actually the the E, the S, and the W were visible, but then when you used yeah. infravision, it actually exposed. I think Gorin was the one who saw this. Um, yeah, uh, 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 had actual markings on the wall. His little right. deceptions that he was doing. Right. So if, if you um, go up, you should take Darius with you because he can keep you in the silence bubble so they can't hear you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So Morton Darius 
belly crawl up to, you know, as close as we can get without being seen, kind of try and see what we can see up in that room. Okay. You know. Um, so the, okay. So you, the rest of you guys are hanging well back. So like your normal, your continual light doesn't show, right. Or the, the nodules don't show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um, Darius, uh, surprisingly enough, you can actually make out, um, a little bit of what's going on in there, despite being a, a human. Uh, Mort, you can use your infravision. Um, the reason that you can see it, Darius, is because uh, th- you actually, well, Darius wouldn't remember, so it's new to you. There is a um, strange, continual green glow that is softly emanating from the southern passageway into that room. Okay. The last time that Mort and Avaricios were here, you also heard uh, male foreign bellowing coming from down there and that green that green glow which you completely ignored that bellowing yeah. that bellowing is no longer occurring it's quiet except for this munching but what you do see directly in front of you is the same exact room the that staircase which was cut off which looked like it had used to probably go up into an upper floor uh, of uh dwelling um remember there was uh, some treasure up there uh probably was you would deduce that it was likely garalad's little secret stash because there was like holly and mistletoe in there as well, right? You found some incense, which you have yet to identify, by the way. I just want to point that out. Um, the And um, and uh, there was a, a treasure chest with that stuff in it, and Atticus was killed by a failed um, remove traps check. Um, Atticus is And corpse. that's, by the way, that's where some of our mortality is, because we poisoned the rations that were in. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot you know, about like that. Like as heroes do. Yeah. That's a shame. So Atticus's corpse, Atticus's corpse has been pulled off of that, of that staircase ledge and is now on the ground and feasting upon his remains. And it looks like it's been pretty much like unrecognized. Only the fact that Atticus died there, do you figure that it probably is Atticus that they're munching? Are three disgusting, glistening, segmented, multi-legged, uh, caterpillar-like creatures with tendrils, multiple tentacles coming from um, their uh, their their front segment with bulging, multifaceted eyes, and they are um, uh, their tendrils are like dug into the flesh of Atticus and pulling out chunks and eating it. These are is that a carrying crawler? Carrying crawlers, yes. Ooh. And there are three of them, and the, uh, Atticus's body is in the direct center of the room, <laughs> as are they. Oh, David, just I want to clarify because my memory isn't tight either. Uh, John, the incense and all that was in that stash because if I recall correctly, if it was, if I recall correctly, it was, yes. So as not to draw, just to clarify, so as not to draw attention, we didn't just poison the food, but we put everything that was in there back in it. So we do not and have We didn't them. steal anything, yeah. We didn't uh, take, we put it all back in because just, just so we have it for the bookkeeping, I think everything that would be in there still is. Fair enough. Okay. I, however, did not note, uh, incense on the uh the go bag chest thing here so i'm gonna also in addition there was another kind of strange thing that was here was uh, two screens that were woven of vine and sticks were sort of folded up and placed against the wall yeah yeah those are also still there okay did they, so, when, when we left, I, when we left i remember avaricious like unfolded one of those and put it in front of that scary door Oh yeah, have they been knocked down? Are they still up? Uh, yeah, I would say that actually, I, I forgot about that too. Yeah, the the screen is actually knocked down. Okay, okay. Um, so the the creatures are pretty much situated 
Darius and Mort can tell, right? That they're pretty much situated. There's there's no avoiding them. They're gonna they'll be a, I mean, they're right in the middle. Like, they're right in the middle. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. If John, is there enough room? If they were completely unaware of us, is there enough physical room for us to hug the wall and get around? Certainly, yeah, because the whole thing is only a fifty is is fifty feet square, right? So it's quite yeah, big. it's pretty. Okay, right, just right. making sure. Yeah, because um, uh, there there is uh, there is an option. We we may want to fight these things. There is an option. It costs a resource. Um, that uh, she was going to save for an emergency exit, but if we want. If we want, we could use it. Perhaps uh, Elizabeth did pack obscuring mist, so she could fill that room with a mist. We could hug the wall and get out. We still have the silence; they couldn't hear us. Um, or we can fight these things and maybe die a little bit. Each one is about nine feet long and three feet high. I, I would say that. Um, I, yeah, I like the mist as an obscuring mist for escaping. It would also obscure them or us from seeing them if they decided to come snooping for us in the mist. Is that true? Well, it, yeah, like it, would, could, it would obscure. Let me everything. find it here. Yeah. Um, David? Uh, I think you could cast it betwixt us. We don't have to be in the mist. In other words, if, if oh, we're yeah, including yeah, in both directions, we would see them come out of the mist if they came for us. Having said that, I think this is a great idea, uh, just doing the regular old vetting process thing are with these sorts of things are we more interested in taking the risk of combat before having the gold and having the escape tools later when we have gold or using the escape tools now to assure that we have as many men as possible when we get to it it's like i don't know the answer right like that's the that's the big fucking question mark there's a wrong answer but we don't know which one is is the other thing i can point out is Right now, for Mort and Yost, they are not at their full combat strength because they've like they're not equipped with everything. So I would need it. to take time to put on armor and you know equip my shield and stuff because right now it's all strapped up on their back so they can move faster. Let's use it, and uh, we can the face the next challenge as it comes. I think we use it. I think it's a good idea, Matt. Yeah. So okay. guys, so the way so the way that this works is the mist blocks normal vision and infravision. Creatures that can see invisible things can see faintly through the mist. So it would it would affect all of us, but you know, we know what we're doing. You know, we know we just gotta hug the wall. How long does it last? Uh it lasts one Pretty turn long. one turn per level. And right. she is level three. So you could she could cast it and we could we don't have to wait a whole turn, but we could wait, you know, a minute to make sure the things don't immediately start scurrying around the room in panic or something right so it's a it's it's going to be a 30 foot cloud right centered around yeah so she uh, would she would oh it's centered on elizabeth Um, yes oh i forgot this isn't like the 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 mage spell uh i like it less you can't put it where you want it it's centered on elizabeth um, well, well they that, are distracted that, eating. Does, does yeah. it stay centered on her? Or uh, so I don't think so. Actually, it fills yeah. an area centered on the caster. So, like, I think, I think the miss it creates around the caster, like in a thematic way, and then just sort of stays there. Huh. Yeah, that's not that effective. Yeah. Then I think we have to fight. 
here's the thing well, if it, if it, they're all they're all chomping they're not looking at us that doesn't mean we won't get their attention but also i don't think they're like olfactory glands are a thing i think it's sound do we want to just try a stealth roll do we, i mean it's a lot of people but the like, silence uh, is still up yeah well, so let's just everybody? move past yeah. Let's just try to sneak past hugging the wall it won't yes if david is oh. if david is right i could ferry people around yes exactly you know exactly like, Mike. I could yes make multiple trips but I'm not convinced that he's right. I'm I'm almost sure. guaranteeing that all those tendrils are going to be like some sort of like olfactory, like weird sensory organs. A radar. Um, it's probably like a because I don't know if bugs have smell, but it's probably they have like a spatial sense, right? This is some again, real not knowing my science or vibrations or whatever. <laughs> yeah, vibrations. What I, what I, I would do the, them. The, the role I would make off with something like flaming oil and just do as much damage them as possible again fireballs here I mean God, i would I say with their, with their with their senses what i would basically say is um if you want to go with that plan which is pretty solid i would just leave it up to a surprise roll so you would basically i would do uh, i would roll for them and i would if they roll a one or two then your plan succeeds if they roll a three to six then they sense you so it's a it's, it's, silence it's, thing done hmm? the silence the silence varying that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even with the science. Yeah. Um, so if we're going to do that, then I, I I think it's going to cost us some movement because Morton Yost are going to have to armor up. There's no way I'm getting into a fight with three carrying crawlers and not you know no shield and no armor. And I hate to be meta about this, guys, but we all remember carrying crawlers from a, like childhood days. The the thing that's going to suck about them is the paralysis aspect of it, and it's just yes, going to exactly. suck. And that doesn't just take somebody out for this fight. It takes them out for the whole rest of the uh, the whole rest of the gambit. You know what I'm saying? I think even if it is overkill, it is better to fireball them than it is to save it. I think we just use it and feel confident that's the right decision. And I if it doesn't so kill too. them all, I think we can come up the scraps. How about this? We got 20 goblin archers. Let's see what they can do. Right? They get one shot off, and if it doesn't do anything useful, then you fireball them. As long as the movement I isn't so quick that they close. Yeah, you're risking. Like, I think we're better off fireballing <laughs> first. First of all, how are you going to get the goblins into the room to let them all deploy? We're all in a narrow corridor right now, right? Like, overlooking. Well, I don't know them. how narrow it actually is, but yeah, I take your point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's we're. About 10 feet wide, yeah. I think okay, having so someone fireball. It's, it's basically quitting effect. time. So I would say that we can either, uh, you can shoot the fireball right now. And we can Let's determine the results right now, or or we can just uh, wait. And if you have a more complicated plan, we can pick that up next time. What would you like? I to say Let's shoot the fireball. Let's do it. Fireball. Okay. Now, where's the fireball coming from again? Exactly. Remind me. I have a scroll. Of a scroll. Fireball. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So this is power of the lights of which you have never seen yet, Mizephase. But the words translate in front of you, and you cast it. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I realized I, I don't have flavor there, David, in front of me, like. so I have no idea what damage it does. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh wait, I actually don't have my info. Uh, one second, yeah. one second. It makes the sound of a little, a very small fart. <laughs> yeah, advanced fantasy. <laughs> Unless scrolls are different, it's going to be sixty-six. That's what I thought. <laughs> I want to Turns out it's a scroll of fireball whiskey. 26 per level uh, of the caster. The minimum comment. level is fifth. So we're going to do um, a 5d6. 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 Okay, right, roll them. Right now, you ready? Yep. 
20 damage. 20. Oh, not okay. bad. Um, their save versus spells is a uh, 16. So here we go. Uh, uh, 16 or higher. I got a... Did I not get anything? There it is. Um, eight is a fail. Eight is a fail. Nice. One is a fail. All three of them fail, and you did 20 points nice. of damage. All right. Yes. So you pull out the well scroll. Done, David. The, this, uh, the, the words um, basically <clears throat> just flitter off into like arcane dust into the air as you as you recite the words, and a little just pssst, little ball just goes forward, and then boom, centers right over Atticus's corpse, blows the rest <laughs> of that to absolute smithereens, and uh, carrying crawler guts just go against the wall um, uh, as. You just like charred bits just everywhere, um, and it's the smell of burnt flesh basically takes over the decaying uh, stench of Atticus's body, um, and you uh, annihilate them completely. Hell well yeah! <clears throat> Hell yeah! So the goblins, uh, the goblins line up and they go down and shake your hand one by one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. the goblins love that. They're like, you know, they, 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 they do the old beavis. They like fire, fire. You know, um, they, they, they love it. So we're gonna say that takes a turn as well. So um, this is uh, something that you should be aware of when we end here. That uh, th because of the nature of the map, time goes very, very quickly. Uh, yeah. Because the distance has traveled here. So remember that window is shortening and shortening. We're going to be ending here so you're aware at 2... Uh, uh, no, at 2.50. 2 2.50 a.m. And 9 a.m. is your, Ooh, is your, yeah, your bad time. We can't be wasting time, man. We got to book it. Um, All right. So you've got uh, two more... Oh, no, the mist didn't, wasn't cast yet. But you've got one, two, three, four more turns on the silence, uh, Darius, just so you're aware. And uh, yeah, we will leave it there. So... That was uh, super great, guys. You, uh, you, you're back into the Druid's Retreat with your eyes set on the prize. You've overcome wow. two uh, formidable enemies um, yeah, with great power, firepower, which is in great, uh, great uh, thinking too. So that was that was great. Okay, Good job, guys. Yeah. Back, so pat yourselves on the back, everybody. There you go. That, that bell right. move was there phenomenal. Bell move, yeah. twine once again, fantastic stuff. So right. all around, that was a uh, fantastic stuff. Thank you. Uh, for watching everybody you have been watching as you know 3d6 down the line the most criminally underwatched actual uh, play on the internet uh, uh, please do not forget to like and subscribe and if you want come join John, our public yes you gave me a list of of uh names to read and i forgot to bring it up so delay ah. delay <laughs> i gotta get the names <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so sorry I, I will start over. You've been watching 3D6 down the line. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We have a free we have a free Discord server uh, that you can join. Um, and also, don't forget that we also have a Patreon, which you should certainly join because lots of cool benefits over there as well. And go check out our first and only publication so far: Feats of Exploration, available on itch.io and Drive Through RPG. Uh, and spread the word, everybody. And of course, we could not be doing this without the support of our wonderful patrons, especially those of the highest tier, the Conqueror tier, which I assume at this point, Ted has the list available. Take it away, I Ted. I do have the list. My deepest apologies to all listeners. Uh, here is the names of our noble Conquerors, uh, greatest in the land. We have G Tokyo Time, Matt Koenig, Chip Schultz, Terry Barney, Eric Lawson, 
Mando NZ, Faisal, James Doig, Robert Valdez, Grunt, Andrew Schroker, MM, Michael Schilling, Stefano DiMaiolo, Underwires, Matt Young, Summon Toast, Adam the DM, Jib Cutter, Scott Yearsley, Mech Jack, Kick Maniac, and last but not least, Dire Grew. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody else, get yourselves on that list. Absolutely. And you get to hear your name in lights. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for, for your continued support. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye now.